it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.17 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In today's episode, you'll hear about how the team was feeling heading into the national tournament in their pursuit of the fourth national championship. In the first half, Coach Tonga will explain why he had more confidence as a coach in this team than he had ever had heading into a national tournament. In the second half, Seth Maxwell and Kyle Mangus will explain their growth and how they were feeling in that same moment. We're joined by head coach Greg Tonegal. Coach, I want to uh, quickly touch again on the, the conference tournament. We've, we've talked about them in the last two episodes, but we won by an average margin of victory of 29 points over those three games. What were you seeing as a coach down the stretch of the season? Well, I've never been a big fan of the conference tournament. I, I think I think we've kind of adopted the mentality of let's let's not win it at the expense of, of losing the national tournament. But we were playing so well. We, we had made the decision to extend our bench, which was a big one for us because I think at least for me, and I, th- I think a lot of coaches struggle with this, as you get deeper into season, you, you, you get tighter with your bench, and that ends up hurting you in the long run. So we just made a decision. We were going to play some more guys, and those guys really stepped up, and the team was just rolling. And I, we've said this before, but by far in my 15 years um, was the team clicking and, and really moving in the same direction and, and just playing really good basketball on both ends of the floor. And so we, we went into that national tournament with some high hopes to get our fourth title. Yeah, so let's talk about that because you win the, the uh, conference tournament and then we start preparing for nationals. How much confidence did you have as a coach heading into that week? Well, probably probably the most I've ever had, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm typically, I'm not a half, a glass half empty guy, but it's easy, I think, in, in coaching to, to focus on who your team is not. And I, for whatever reason, this time, I, I, I couldn't even see that. I just saw who we were. Uh, I really saw the unfolding of what it meant to see a team grow into the concept of, of being unconscious. And to see that play out on the floor was tremendous. You know, it wasn't like we were just saying, hey, the team really grew spiritually. We had some great moments together. These guys are, are ready for life. It was, we saw this word come to life. We saw this word transform us on the court as well as off the court. Now we get to go showcase that at a national level in the national tournament. So there was just plenty of excitement and, and just plenty of confidence in this team. I know there's been times where you you head into the national tournament almost with a sense of angst because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how your team's going to respond. And there's a joy leading into it because you're playing on the biggest stage, but there's also a a curiosity. Hey, what team's going to show up? What was it like to that week? I just remember this sense. Every practice, we were playing at a high level. We had so much momentum, and there really wasn't any fear. Uh, What was it like for you that week of practice leading in before we left? I think my focus was on trying not to overcoach. I mean, when when something like that is rolling and uh, just really um, in a rhythm, a team is in a rhythm like that, you, you try not to mess it up. And so we weren't overthinking things. Um, we were certainly preparing our guys. We certainly were, were still intense. But at the same time, 
there was just a trust, I think, that we had with our guys and that they were going to come ready and they, they were going to prepare themselves. And it probably goes back to leadership, as the listeners have heard throughout this podcast. I mean, Kanan Coffey and Trevor Harrell and Kyle Mangus had just done a tremendous job of leading us throughout the year. And when, when a team like that is internally led, man, the, the, the potential's there. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.ins.com mgt.com now back to the second half we're joined now by our two all-americans seth maxwell and kyle mangus and we're at the part of the season uh in the podcast where we're heading into the national tournament but i want to rewind seth and start with you um heading into the year uh there was a lot of uncertainty you you didn't play a huge role last year you were uh you know spotting evan's minutes uh we knew we needed a big season from you, but to fast forward and to say you end up as an All-American, that was uncertain. So so go back to the preseason as you were looking ahead. What were your personal expectations? Um, my personal expectations were just I knew I had to give my best, and I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how big of a role I would play, but I think just the guys around me were speaking into me, telling me how great I could be, and then I kind of just believed them because I can trust these guys. I think uh, my teammates helped me a lot with my confidence. And, and Kyle, as you as you looked at Seth, when did you know he was night in and night out going to produce at that level? Well, I mean, we saw glimpses definitely in his freshman year, and um, we kind of put some big expectations on him in the summer. But he really he really lived up to those. We believed in him, and he believed in himself. I think um, right back, which is huge. And I mean, he did just produce every single night defensively. Was our, was our best player probably, and then offensively put up some huge numbers as well. And Seth, we've talked in previous episodes about uh, a meeting we had where we were really just trying to hone in on identity, and you kind of felt like you were all over the map. And you left the office and basically just said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be elite at two things. One is offensive rebounding. The other is just catching and finishing when I roll. And then everything else will kind of flow out of those two things. Well, we get to the end of the year, and you were in the top three in the country in both of those stats. When did those things really click for you where you said, man, I've really found my bread and butter? Yeah, I think um, I just had a lack of focus in the beginning of the year. I think it's a good time to kind of experiment, to see what you're good at, and uh, see what you need to improve on. But you guys really encouraged me just to, to focus what I, on what I was really good at so I could make the team better. And uh, that definitely played out near the end of the year. Um, where my production was pretty good, and I just credit that to the coaching staff for giving me confidence and kind of giving me direction um, for things that I couldn't really see clearly, but you guys could. So let's fast forward then to we, we win the conference tournament. Um, in the last couple of episodes, we've talked about that tournament run and just how we were playing. 
Um, Kyle, start with you. As as we're heading out, we're we're practicing. We get the draw. We we prepare for the teams, and we're heading out to the national tournament. How are you feeling personally about how the team was playing? I was feeling great. Um, we had just come off three great wins in the conference tournament um, by big margins, and we were really connecting off of the court too. Um, you know, every guy felt like they were in a great place, you know, spiritually and on the court. Um, and the coaching staff, too. I remember Coach T saying he had never felt so much freedom going into a national tournament. And to hear your coach say that is just huge. So um, those practices, uh, there were a couple practices before the first game, before the, the tournament got canceled. I remember we were, I mean, we were just clicking on all cylinders and we were we were ready to go. So it was disappointing then after that. But but Kyle, obviously, like, you, you had proven yourself. You'd already been an All-American but there was still evident growth for you this year. When you look back and, and, and you're thinking about that moment, what ways had you grown as a player throughout the year on the court? Yeah, definitely my vo- I mean, my vocal leadership. I've always been one to lead by example on the court. But, um, you know, this year I, I just felt like through my words, I, I really lifted guys up, held guys accountable, um, to just told guys, you know, what our team needed from them. So that was huge. And then um, – offensively just felt like I, I went to another level, especially with, I mean, things like pick and roll, posting up, just making the game more versatile. So that was yeah, it. I, I remember in the postseason meeting, we had challenged you in your assist numbers. Um, and you did. You averaged 4.2 assists this year, um, which was a huge improvement. A lot of that came out of pick and roll. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of that's where Seth was the recipient. So talk a little bit, Seth, about the chemistry you guys developed as the year went along. Um. I don't even know what to say about it. It's, it's just natural. I don't like we never really have to have conversations really about like how we're doing things or things like that. I feel like it's just super natural. Like when we're on the court, we can kind of just um, make eye contact, say something quick, and we really know what we're doing. And when we have a go-to like a pick and roll, where he's a great scorer off that and a great passer, and I'm pretty good at rolling, so I think. I think it's just unstoppable, and our, our uh, chemistry is unstoppable, too. It sounds a little bit like you're saying unconscious pick and roll, where you, you guys really yeah. are free from self. So, Seth, why don't you talk about, uh, on the court, how is the team feeling heading in as we are in pursuit of our fourth national title going on to the national tournament? I think um, most guys were pretty unconscious. I think um, some of the guys that were kind of new to the national tournament we're probably nervous, but at the same time, like everybody has nerves, and I think, um, like more powerful than that, we just all had confidence in ourselves. And it wasn't just that we had confidence in ourselves, like individually, we had confidence in our our, uh, our coaches, we had confidence in the team, we had confidence in our offense, our defense. Um, and when you have confidence, when you have people speaking like uh, confidence and in life into you, um, you just feel very unconscious. You feel very. Um, Last thing I want both of you guys to speak to, because this is obviously about how we were playing on the court, but there's always off-court connections. And in the last episode, uh, there, there was conversation about the, the championship game in the conference tournament and what happened in the locker room that day. Can you guys both just comment on some of the stuff happening off the court and why the team had such a deep trust heading into the tournament? Um, yeah, I can go first, I guess. Um, I remember... Just kind of the night before our first game, um, we all met as a team and um, we kind of went off in pairs and some guys shared some fears that they had, maybe or things that they were worried about. And we kind of just prayed over each other and um, 
that's huge, especially for younger guys because they don't. I mean, playing in a national tournament is just, I mean, something those guys have never done before. So it can be, um, you know, stressful, like a little worrisome. So uh, have like an older guy be able to, you know, help you through that and, and pray with you and, and just know that the team is behind you is that's huge. And um, I mean, that's a pillar of our program. And it's, it's really interesting because uh, sometimes when we hear the word fearless, we think we need to be these uh, people that don't have any fear. We're just tough enough. Uh, to face anything but I hear you saying the opposite a lot of times we have these fears but as we can journey towards them with other people who give us courage it allows them to face allows us to face them in new new ways so Seth final word from you what what do you remember happening off the court that was translating to how the team was playing unconsciously um I just think we're all just we're all just really good friends we're all just like brothers um we love each other we annoy each other we forgive each other like uh, we just we just click. We're just we're brothers, and I think um, when you're unified in Christ and through the Holy Spirit, um, I don't think anything can come between you. I don't think losing or winning matters. I think uh, we just surrendered the outcome and had a lot of fun, and winning was often the the result. On the next episode. You'll hear about how the team handled the cancellation of the national tournament due to COVID-19 just hours before they were set to tip off. In the first half, the seniors will join to share about what it was like when they got the devastating news and what took place in the gym, at the hotel, and in the weeks to come. And in the second half, Coach Tonegal will join to share his emotions and how he led the team despite the disappointment. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask iWoo Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.